If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. Hello and welcome to Springboard, your virtual university. My name is Albert Okran, welcoming you on behalf of Team Springboard, ably led by Comfort. Springboard is your most inspirational show and the point of convergence for the greatest minds. Your virtual university is brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation in partnership with the multimedia group and proudly sponsored by MTN Pulse, the enterprise group UMB Bank, with support from the graphic business. That means that on Tuesday, on page 18, you will find the full transcript of this all-important conversation we are about to have. For some time, I've been looking into the engine room with front liners in various fields to find out the what, the why, the where, the who, the how, the pain, the tears, the tough calls they've had to make on their journey what you won't find in any, any magazine or biography. We've had the privilege of hosting on this, in this series, Diana Hamilton, Israel Lai, Anita Eskin, Ajiti Anand, Kwame Eugene, Ohenire Gifti Anti, and Doreen Andor. Today, I bring somebody I've been patiently waiting to interview for quite a while. The last time I met her, she interviewed me on her show on an inspirational segment. Today, I am interviewing her on my show in the engine room. Between then and now, we've met a few times with my family eating wachi at the dining table from her kitchen. You have an idea, but you don't know who. My guest for today... Rashida Sani Nasan Rashida, good to see you. Good to see you, Albert. Thanks for making time for this conversation. You're welcome. I needed to have had a sip so I would get less turbulent inside. I've not done this in a long yeah, time. Safe and secure <laughs> on the show. I, I, I tell you what, between the first time I considered having you on the show and now, mm. so much more has happened because your business has grown from a food supply chain to a conglomerate with communication, consultancy interests, construction mm. skills, development, media, and IT. Mm. Growing up, did you think that you would be an entrepreneur? Well, I think even research has um, proven that a good percentage, I'm not so sure how many percentages or what percentage may just be involved in this, but research has highlighted that a good percentage of entrepreneurs did not know they were going to be entrepreneurs. It just happened, but um, ideally, in an entrepreneurial journey, 
typically very wealthy people or successful people would usually package a story that has simply got to go with the entrepreneurial journey. So in a long story cut short, I would like to say my spirit has been the fact that I come from an entrepreneurial family. My dad literally died on the job, I like to say, even at the age of... What what, what, what were his interests? He had... Um, he sold hardware, paint, nails, and a whole other unconventional stuff. He actually was in the informal sector. And he would go to his shop really early in the morning, close late, pray, eat, everything there. And all of us who finished school and awaited our results had to actually do our kind of service or attachment in his shop. And that was where the ideas actually were conceived and being practical and smart and uh, being able to divide or put eggs in different baskets or get focused on different things you're up to. So all of that was conceived actually there at a very tender age. I have a, I have a couple of guests who advocate this mm. as a, a compulsory coaching requirement for children. Sure. One was Moses K. Baden, CEO of Margins. His father, growing up, was one of the icons in Takradi. Right. He, he also dealt in hardware, among others, and very heavy-duty stuff. Hmm. And he made it a requirement for his children during vacation to come and work in his outfit. And right. not surprisingly, many of them are doing some very entrepreneurial stuff, hmm. leadership in various fields. Then my friend, Kama, Dr. Ajikum Adu, right. now Mikado Ventures, also says... His children all had to do either tailoring, um, fitting. Right. And, and then he runs a farm, a, a big yeah. pharmaceutical outlet. And he also believes that children must be taken through these to sharpen their entrepreneurial I think it's very instincts. important. Mm-hmm. My, yes. my, my daughter just finished her attachment in my office, actually. I know my children quite well. One is quite cool. The other likes the good life. And uh, when I told her she was going to actually work in my office, she proposed it, actually. Mommy, I want to work in your office. And someone holidays, such a long holiday. Which of the offices did you take it to? I took it to Wiser, the corporate office. I didn't take you it to... I'm taking her to the office. Why should she actually has a greater feel of watching because that... Virtually on weekends, I usually would take them there, especially when they're on holiday. So apparently she thought she was going to have a ride with the CEO to the office. My mommy is the CEO. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. What kind of an attitude she was actually planning to put up. I got her picked up by the office car. She sits right in the common area with other staff. She doesn't even get to speak to me. She doesn't greet me. She doesn't call me mommy in the office and all of that. So in the end, she was like, oh my God, mommy, I can't believe it. My attachment has come to an end and I'm so happy about that. I mean, she just had to undergo that even want my people in the office, my staff, to know she was my daughter. But one thing led to another, and then they got to know. But it still did not prevent her from gathering the real-life experience I actually wanted her to have before she grows up thinking, well, mommy's business, it can easily be transferred, and uh, management becomes an issue. Let's so I think it's, it's very important for kids to undergo such training as well Great. before they stand on their feet. Great. Let's start from the food business. Right. Many people know, not Isa, the, 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 the conglomerate, I but know, right? Alaji's wife, mm-hmm. the Waji. 
you moved out of frontline media practice mm -hmm. to go and sell watching. watching. Tell me about it. Well, I think philosophers will say to you that in every discourse, there's supposed to be a representation of all schools of thought. I'll say in a spiritual sense, it was the grace of God that just created a leap. In practical sense, I think it just made sense because I thought a multiple stream of income was very important, as always um, prescribed by people like you. So I thought if I am getting an edifice like this, what's the best thing I should just be selling? I've had quite a number of friends who said to me, well, you... You had a building? It wasn't mine, even though we went into construction. Okay. But this watcher building, actually, we rented it. I okay. saw that it was just there close to my home. Okay. And I wondered what I could just use it for because I saw that it had been empty for some time and it was right across the street, which was a very prime area. So I sort of identified it as a prime location for business, which was the reason why we actually thought we should engage in something retail not the usual corporate stuff as usual. So taking a good look at things, I thought we should be doing something that was essential. Food is essential. People eat on a daily basis at all hours. And that was the inspiration, actually. That was the reason why. Another reason why is because I cook a lot. People who are very close to me know I'm such a big chef in their kitchen. When I have visitors at home, the first thing I do is to pop into their kitchen. So it was actually a suggestion from my family as well. I think you could do well in a restaurant because um, you cook a lot at home. Should people commercialize your hobbies? I think it's very important to commercialize your hobby because to be in a job you have no interest in makes it mundane, people have usually said. So there should be a kind of great sense of interest in your job for you to be able to do well in the first place. If you're in it because of the money or because you're just being a servant, I think it gets more difficult for so many people who have ventured into um, income-making ventures. So let's talk about the response of your audience. Right. Because you could have, it could have been rice, it could have been yam, it could have been... Gary, for <laughs> or tease it. <laughs> what about watch? I, I, I am a very curious person, and I, I always want to understand what about watch made you go for it, and with the benefit of years of doing it. Right? Were you right? I really, I'm yet to have an encounter with people who abhor watching. I think watch gradually has become a delicacy that also represents a destination brand image mm. for our dear country, Ghana. There are quite a number of people, I mean, you would hardly hear people go out of the country and miss TZ. Kenke, yes, they do, but Wache usually will, great, it will take a greater expectation of what people may just be missing. Wache is gradually turned into breakfast, lunch, or even dinner. Two days ago, I had watch it. It wasn't my watch it, though. I just decided to try another watch joint. I was just doing some kind of market survey. I got watch it for 45 cities, and that would have been a representation of watching for 20 cities from Alaji's wife. So it was just, I enjoyed it anyway, but it wasn't as tasty as Alaji's watching. So watching because growing late, people are beginning to have this keen interest. People eat watching in the morning, people eat watching in the afternoon. It's such a great meal you can't get wrong. Watching because it's food, and it's food that is consumed by 
a greater number of people in Ghana, even outside of Ghana. I have okay. Chinese as customers. I have people who come from America. I have people who stay in America and even order it for people over here as sort of surprises for them and so much more. Uh, my friend Kofi Pabli writes right. very interesting books and poems and stories about food. I think you should write one about Wachi. The which former you presidential call, candidate? No, Kofi Pabli, not right. not Pabli. He, he writes with my friend Anadamwa. He, he does. He's a partner to my friend Anadamwa. But I probably write some very. He's written about soup. He's written about very. Right. Interesting, I think he does. He, he does some tourist writings. Right. I think I've had quite a number of people. Mm-hmm. I get so many of my reviews from people who are mainly into writing about food. And yeah. I also had a guest researcher who actually. I think he may have come from. Um, um, Harvard in Massachusetts, and he was a visiting lecturer on the University of Ghana campus at the Business School. He was actually brought by one of my trainers, Prof. Henson, and he did Prof. a very, very, very yeah. good friend of ours. Yeah, he, he's a good customer of mine as well, and trainer. I was in his class, and uh, he, he virtually has been part of my training as far as entrepreneurship is concerned. Right. Just still on branding, you talked about what you, and you mm. chose the words national brand destination brand image. Right. Let me stay with branding. Mm. The name Alaji's wife. The first time I heard it, comfort mentions I was like, oh. <laughs> it just hit me like this. Right. What from the perspective of somebody with, with postgraduate training in marketing, what drove the name Alaji's wife? I think branding is an essential part of every business. I would like to believe many people would have expected to see something like Russia's restaurant Rimbell, Mirabel, and all of those sexy, funny ideas people will usually have. That has been a driving force to many eaters, actually, to some eaters as well. I must confess, when I had it, and I hadn't made a preposition of selling watcher yet, most of my friends said to me, well, you travel a lot, you could stock some Louis Vuitton bags, you could also stock some Chanel bags and all of that. And my first question to them was, how many times do people actually walk into a shop to buy these? Mm. In any case, if I had a fake Louis Vuitton bag, how would you be able to tell? So what would be the point of gathering so much money if I am not there yet? I believe that should be for people who have actually self-actualized. So food, because of this. However, how do I create a competitive advantage beyond the taste of the food? So the biggest surprise and big bang was when I unveiled, unveiled my name, Alaja's wife. It got everyone uncomfortable. I am yet to think about a single person who got comfortable with that. Even my kids had to come and ask me, Mommy, oh, Alaja's wife, that is so local. Today, my kids would actually prefer to be identified with that brand as opposed to the corporate image. And each time they are school bus, it works for them. And they get called Alaji's daughter, Alaji's son in their classes. And they are really proud of that. And they come home to tell me about that as well. I mean, so it really works. Alaji's wife is such a heavy name. Everyone would want to know. And for most people who come to buy the watch, they're looking out for someone who's been set up by some big time sugar daddy looking Alaji. Unless you get disappointed when they meet me or they say allergy, you know. I am not even married to an allergy. I do not have an allergy. So they get really disappointed. My customers, most of my customers don't know that. But they get really disappointed when they come to meet me. Oh my so God. There is oh, wife, but don't no watch it. Because they actually expected to come and see some typical Zongo participating woman who is not really been in corporate Ghana. 
So it goes like, hey, auto watch it, auto. My tree is not really good. Auto watch it, auto watch it, auto You know, sort of. So we are, we are, in, we are into a conversation right. about making agriculture. Let me, let me divert a little. Mm-hmm. We are into a conversation currently with our partners about making agriculture mm. more attractive, more funky, more exciting, viable, more innovative. Sure. More aspirational for people who have come out of out of university. Mm-hmm. What lesson can we learn from from what you just shared? I think, in as much as we need to take a keen interest in our kind of interest and commercialize them, I think we should disabuse our minds of the fact that it's got to be a white collar job to be a comfortable job. I think most often, I hate to say this, my peers may not forgive me for this, but I think there are just so many people who are being absorbed by others. What do we do to ensure that we do something for ourselves? I was speaking to a gentleman who said to me, God forgive me, Raj, but I think poverty is is a sin. Poverty in that sense. Look, you stay right there at home. My best friend actually said this to me. He says, we stay right there at home. Our mothers peel yam to cook in the head of the yam. Do you believe that it can be planted in our backyard to make a yam farm and you do not even have to buy any seedling? So why would you sit being hungry? So I think it's time to demystify this and make unconventional or the informal sector quite attractive to ourselves while we are still very young and strong. So the white, the, the, the thirst and penchants for white-collar activities, the suit and a tie, I would like to believe in the power of absorption by so many people into their organizations. It's just reason why there are no jobs in the first place. Recently, I was reading Manas Azuri's timeline, and he said, he wrote, I'm not sure if that you came across that as well. He says... The job market is choked, but there is there is vacancy for excellence. Mm. I don't know I if you it. exactly if you read deeply into that. It meant that you just needed some kind of skill. You didn't even need the skill. You just needed to think out of the box to be able to get yourself absorbed to to create your own kind of income. Also, it could have also meant that if you have substance, if you can prove yourself, if you can if you can contribute positively towards the growth of an organization, if your CV looks interesting, if you are interacted with and you prove beyond reasonable doubts that you can do it better, why would you be staying at home? Now that you mentioned this, I, I look back and I see, how many years ago was it that you were actually actively presenting in media work? I think that was, my last media presentation was in 2013. Yeah. So that was eight years ago? Thereabouts, yeah, more in between 2013 and now, you've moved from being a media presenter to a media owner, amongst others. So now you run a conglomerate that includes media, that includes IT, that includes Mm -hmm. a food supply chain. Mm That includes different business interests. You own the Ghana, um, is it Ghana Report? Ghana Reports. In making that transition, what has been your greatest asset? What has enabled this journey? My journey enabler has been the power to go for it. I do not procrastinate. The fact that if you think it's the right thing, you should actually go for it. Being ambitious, being productive of all of them, I think that one stands out pivotally. Being productive is supposed to be 
uh, a vital of life. In as much as you're in the right senses, you're strong, in good health, I'd want to believe, especially for our ages, we're really still young people. Why won't you be able to diversify? I'm not saying that um, I overly welcome or duly subscribe to the saying that you're supposed to put your ex in, in, in different baskets. I also believe the school of thoughts that purports that you can put your ex in one basket and keep an eye on the basket. That makes you stay focused as well. But if you can do it differently and will increase your stream of income, why not? If you still have the capability, if you're strong enough, if you're ambitious, why not? If you can create more jobs of particular interest to me, why not? And this has actually been my springboard. I love the way in which you ended your springboard. Did you ever find times, Rashida, where you were broken by failure, challenges, setbacks? Did you lose everything at a point? Have you ever gone through uncertainty and fear and failure? I think many entrepreneurs will say to you, unless, of course, if they're telling you the truth, failure, uncertainty, crushing, breaking, is supposed to be a daily affair in the life of an entrepreneur. Tell me about your experience. Anticipation of failure is success on its own. If you're moving, that's why people say to you, I wish you a rough road. Some people welcome it. And they say, what do you mean by you wish me a rough road? A rough road in the sense that there's got to be some potholes in the road so you can meander your way through smoothly until you get to the finish line. Have you lost all your money before? Nah. I have Have lost lost money. money. I have lost money in some business ventures. I've also just lost money, but not all my money. I kept all in a bag and I was shopping and someone just picked it off me. Yes, I have lost that kind of money before. And I was so stranded because I had my card, everything in the bag. Did you cry? I never did I cry at all. Do you cry? I believe in God. I cry a lot, if not on a daily basis. I'm very emotional. I cry over nothing. I could cry over the cleaner of my company, just over a misbehavior I have spoken about over time. It makes me cry for him, but he will never see me cry. What kind of of person are you? I am a very, I'm just a normal person like any other woman. Everybody thinks you are normal. Unfortunately, I'm not afraid or shy to say I'm not as strong as I may present myself on the front line of business. However, socially, I I think I am quite feeble sometimes. I am very soft. It's a complex mix of the strength of a business woman Mm -hmm. and what you call feeble Mm -hmm. or emotional of a person behind how do you carry both in one body (laughs) i think it's normal to have both in one body people get emotional but the power of how you exhibit emotions just simply makes the difference i hate people who get emotional on the job actually for instance when i call a staff member to deal with them and they get emotional it puts me off i like us to deal with the issues I like you to stand up to your responsibility. You're a larger than life. You're a larger than life person. When you confront somebody with their failures or their shortcomings, and you do it in a forceful manner, I I, I, I think typically I have grown on the job. I mean, back in the day during my very early stages as an entrepreneur, I didn't know how to do it. I could walk into the office and ask people why they are late. Why are you late? Okay, so you can go home, but you can't do it anymore. you got to go through some laid-down procedure. There's got to be HR that comes in or the general manager. It's got to be procedural. So I do not even go to the office anymore. I don't know what they are up to. I get all of my feeds from my general manager. I believe in hierarchy. 
it's got to be that way. So I have sort of grown on the job. So people do not get the chance to even get that bad aspect of me, unless, of course, is, we're is dealing there, with is, is there a bad aspect? artisans. Sometimes it could be really bad. Sometimes you regret your actions. Tell Sometimes me, you speak. It typically happens to me on construction sites. You know about... Tell me about construction. You know about artisans. Construction is, um, is a very turbulent um, investment I have ventured into. But I, I really have enjoyed it. I've gotten used to them. I can understand them now. You just have to jump into the psyche of these people. Think about what they think at particular points in time. For instance, I mean, I keep telling my administrator, who didn't get it right with them some time ago. I said to him, look, if you need them at 10, p, 10 a.m., tell them you need them at 7 a.m. You know, but I wouldn't, ideally, I wouldn't say this to someone in my corporate office. If it's 10, it's 10. If you're immediately, you got to answer for it. A query will do the rest of the talk for you. So it basically would depend on which affiliate we're talking about. At the Ghana report, they're the bosses. I mean, I don't even have to speak to anyone. There was a time I was having a conversation with my HR manager, and I said to her, you never give queries. She's like, madam, they're just so prim and proper. They are too appropriate for my liking. So, so Everyone so, is just correct. Am I might understand right. from the perspective of a group CEO mm -hmm. that the same person mm -hmm. managing the same conglomerate right. has to apply very different skills and rules and mm -hmm. approaches mm -hmm. when you are dealing with your construction staff, mm -hmm. we are dealing with your food supply chain staff, exactly. We are dealing with your media staff, yes. You are saying that your comms and media guys are on top of it, on top of the issue. I mean, I would like to also believe that um, only inanimates do not change. Sometimes people come with an excess baggage of all manner of characters you would have to whip in shape. In some cases, other times you just have to leave them to understand who they are. And mostly I even learn from my own stuff. The trick is that I try to be a part of the genesis of every business venture we actually get into. So by being a part of it, you get to understand, you train people, and then it stands firmly. Not so many people think I, I don't go to Elijah's wife anymore. I, I hardly would find myself there once in a while lately. But when it started, I served with them. I did everything with them until I got them properly standing. And the team, I mean, old ones had to withdraw for me to pick up people who were ready and certain with the vision. People I thought would have... We could, have, we could drive the whole of this to the finish line. And I think it's been a good team so far. When I in as much back, as we have um, bits and pieces back, of complaints. From you, I'll be finding out from you right. a question a very determined young entrepreneur asked me today. Right. And I'm going to find out from you how you can be absent and yet present in a business that is dear to your heart. If you just join us, this is Springboard of Virtual University. We are in the engine room with Rashida Sani Nasamu, the CEO of the Isar Group. Is that the name? Isar Group. But I'm, I, I am so hung up on one of your brands. I'll try to stay away from that so I can get a full picture. But I can't help see that I am a, a big fan of Alaji's wife, Wachi. And that's just because of my one of my favorite scriptures of all time that says, in all labor there is profit. And among other things, she's been saying that we need to reorient ourselves and demystify the informal sector so that people don't get hung up on going into white-collar jobs. 
Let's go for a break and pay some respect to our sponsors. When we come back, let's hear from Rashida other aspects of this amazing story. Please don't worry. Don't be left out. Download the MTN Pulse app from the App Store or Play Store to mash up all day, every day. You can also enjoy more mashup. Just buy the new Mega Bundle and get 3 gigabytes data, extra 400 megabytes for your social apps, and free MTN to MTN calls every Monday. So just go ahead, feel the pulse on MTN Pulse. Just be. We're good together everywhere you go. From football fan. To football star. At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties so you're free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. UMB was established in 1972 as the premier bank for the corporate and private sector in Ghana. From our very beginning, as the only Ghanaian bank serving all categories of businesses, we set a standard for excellence and innovation over the past 45 years. We've built a financially healthy and strong bank, demonstrated our commitment to our customers and to growing businesses, and exhibited originality and innovation at every turn. At UMB, our focus is built around people, service, products, and technology, these are the key to our present success and our future triumphs. At UMB, we're poised to make a difference not only with our customers, but also in the banking industry. We invite you to share in our future. Our future starts now with you. From Chotro passenger to tier robber car owner. At Enterprise, we take care of life's uncertainties so you are free to make your dreams a reality. Dream big with us. Enterprise, your advantage. Welcome back to Springboard, a virtual university brought to you by the Springboard Roadshow Foundation in partnership with the Multimedia Group and proudly sponsored by MTN Polls, the Enterprise Group UMB Bank with support from the graphic business. Today in the engine room, I have the honor and privilege of hosting my... Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Friend Rashida, as she tries to help us understand the ins and outs of her life as an entrepreneur. She's been sharing first that it must be a good practice for parents who run businesses to let their children come and do some internship or some attachment to learn on the ropes while they are in school. Number two, she says, you must commercialize your hobby. And she loves cooking. It was very a natural progression for her to build her first business, Alaji's wife, Wachi. The third point she made was about branding. She says, Wachi is a national destination brand image. It was too powerful. It was too powerful. She says, it's not just food. It's a national asset. And she has clients from all over the world who buy from her food supply chain. Then she talks about choosing a name for your business. She says, the name was thoughtfully and deliberately chosen. And it struck a chord with many people. Many, many people were initially offended, but now they look back and they say, wow, it was very well chosen. So choosing a name for your business it requires a lot of thought. She says, demystify the informal sector and make it 
more attractive and less compelling for people to go into the formal sector or be even unemployed. I have a question for her on that one. And then she mentions procrastination. She says that if I like something, I go for it and I go decisively. And the seventh point is about managing people. The skills required to manage construction staff are very different from that required to manage comms staff and IT consultancy staff. Rashida, talking about unemployment, you mentioned you mentioned the fact that um, there's no point hanging around unemployed and 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 complaining when there's opportunity in the informal sector. I mean, in the course of our work over the past year and a half or so, we've seen many lose their jobs as a result of COVID, many displaced. There are many out there. You put out a small advert and 4,000, 10,000 applicants for the same job. And yet you hear people say, but there are jobs. Yeah. Speak to that as an entrepreneur. I think there are still quite a number of people, employees, who are actually looking for people to employ. In as much as the rest of us believe that the job market is choked, uh, there's very little we can say about it because people management, they say, is the most difficult science. I am so young and entrepreneur to be speaking up to this. But I believe that if you have some sort of skill set, if you have something to offer, if you have um, a good attitude to wrap it all up, I would like to believe there should be something in the way for you. There are so many times most entrepreneurs like me have received quite a number of really juicy and sexy CVs, yet when the people sit before you, practically, they... Um, they get underwhelming. And in some cases, you still want to give people a chance. And uh, apathy says, and not because they are ill remunerated, just because they're not used to it. Averagely, I would like to say, I don't want to say the youth, I would like to say some people are quite lazy, even if it were dears. So um, my, my inspiration, or I have always drawn my inspiration from myself back then when I actually worked for people, it, it, it greatly felt like it was my own business. There's nowhere I have been to that I, I didn't shine, that I didn't stand out, that people didn't think I had some sort of shares in the organization, that I didn't become very close friends with management, even though I wasn't part of management. So I think good skill set, typically for myself, that's what I typically would look out for. Skill set, thinking outside the box, uh, not necessarily only the skill set, because still can be taught, but there's got to be some headway uh, or head start to it. So skill set, good attitudes, and people employ attitudes as well. What's the point? If you have the skill and you don't have the right attitude, you can't be mentored. So you're saying that for many employers, they still right. are looking for people to employ, and what they're looking for is the right skills and the right attitude. Perfect. So for the person out there who's saying, I've given it a try, Rashida, I love listening to you, but trust me, I've applied. They won't even look at me to even test me and know that I'm good. What would you tell them? I think it's very important to discover yourself. We were not all meant to be employed. Some of us were made to be employers as well. So you may just be an employer in the making, thinking you are an employee. So if there is not working, you look to the left. If the left is not working, you look to the right, back to the right, just as you're crossing the road. So I think it's very important. In typical cases, or most cases, I wouldn't leave off the hand of God. I mean, we're a very religious society or spiritual. 
sometimes God just does not want you to work for um, some particular reasons. But speaking in practical sense or ideally, I think if you have something to offer, you, you shouldn't go to bed hungry. How can we create a culture of entrepreneurship in this country? How do we increase the number of people who have the boldness to just step out and try their hands at something? I think to a large extent, it's not even about people who are very bold. I am very emotional, like I said to you, but I'm very bold when it comes to businesses. I think we shy off opportunities. We we do not decode how many people actually get to crack the code of an opportunity when it shows an ugly head. Most of us run from it. Opportunities would not come with opportunity embossed on it. Sometimes it comes as a mystery. Now, how you turn that into an opportunity is what makes the difference. I was just speaking to Auntie Comfort some time ago about a friend of mine who said she was going to get into the food business. I've had quite a number of friends I completed school with who say to me, I'm not working. I say to them, oh, but I know you could cook very well. Come and sell water with me. She says, do you know the amount of capital? Because you have money, you've been able to open it, but the building does not even belong to me. I say to her, you can't just start from the first day of your journey and want to be like papaya. Papaya does not belong to one person. I would like to believe it's a conglomerate that has quite a number of people who have shares in it. So it's, it's even a limited liability. What I'm speaking to you about is sole proprietorship. Start cooking at home. There are quite a number of corporate women who do not know what to feed their families. Make it healthy. And by starting from that point, you should be able to gather money to be able to get to the papaya levels you may just be looking at for. So I think the bigger challenge or problem is the fact that we usually Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.